Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Good afternoon. Welcome to Dwayne's World. Julian DeStoop sitting in for Dwayne, who will be back next week. He'll be ready to go three weeks off. He will have topics coming left, right and centre. And we've got plenty today as well on this Overcastish uh, Melbourne day weekend weather's meant to be very good uh, wherever you're joining us around the country. Welcome, cricket and footy on the agenda for midday madness. Of course, you can talk about anything you like, but uh, the World Cup semi final last night, Australia facing off against India on Sunday night for a World Cup title. And of course, the fixture released late yesterday. Love to get your thoughts. For me, I love it, I love the passion. I love the way we analyse it, and we are a very different sport. Most sports, you know, overseas, you, English Premier League, for example, you don't have to analyse a draw because you play each other at home and you play each other away. Obviously, with the amount of teams and the amount of rounds we have, it's different here, so draws are very different. But trying to analyse it now is completely overrated. I'll give you a couple of examples from last year. Okay, Essendon and GWS played twice. Essendon were up and going early in the year. The Giants were still finding their feet. That was round four. Essendon won by three goals. Should have been 10. They had that many scoring shots. Come the end of the year, the Bombers have got injuries. They're out of form. The Giants are coming. They destroy them by over 100 points. And look at Carlton last year. Love to get him in the first half of the year. They were there for the picking. Second half of the year, almost unbeatable. So it, the, the difficulty or the easiness of a draw emerges as the season goes along. You can't pick it from here. I know some Hawthorne fans are disappointed with their draw. A lot of people are saying, oh, gee, the Gold Coast, they got a good draw. Well, they play 10 top eight teams next year. That's the second most of any other team. Now, the Cats on paper looks good. And some have said, well, the Cats had a dip, more difficult draw last year. And look what happened. Well, no, they just had injuries and they weren't as good. It had nothing to do with their draw. But I know a lot of footy fans think different. Uh, so get on the line. Midday Madness for Work Locker, Caram Downs and Packenham. Unlocked, stocked and full of value. Work where for wherever you work. The Werribee Kia open line is ready to go. Got some great prizes to give away as always. Werribee Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year where the customer comes first. And the 40 Wings Temper Text, of course, 0433 98 11 16. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. So Signet Boost Power Bank, $50 e-gift card, thanks to the House of Golf, and a $100 Peter Jackson voucher up for grabs. Coming up on the show after 1 o'clock, we'll look back on last night, that World Cup semi-final. It was, it was tense at times. Australia made a great start with the ball, and then South Africa pegged them back a little bit. Competitive total. Australia raced out of the blocks with the bat, thanks to Travis Head, and then a couple of poor shots, and it got really tight uh, there at the end. But uh, Josh Inglis, Mitch Stark, and Pat Cummins did a good job uh, to get us across the line. So now it's India in the final uh, to round off what's been a, a massive year for the Australian cricket team. So two two questions there. I mean, we looked at this as a, a huge year for the Australian cricket team. Test tour to India, which we just fell short. Ashes, retain the Ashes. World Cup in India, and now we're in the final. So regardless of the result on Sunday night, how do you rate this year for the Australian cricket team, given we saw it as such a big test for Andrew McDonald, Pat Cummins, and the team this year? And uh, Johnny Donoghue, one of our favourites here at uh, SEN, he's got a really good topic here on Twitter, which I'd love to explore. He said, where would the 2023 World Cup rank in Aussie World Cup wins if they get over India? Rank them. So where would this be? We've won the World Cup in 87 when we beat England uh, over in India. 
99 when Pakistan in the final after that amazing semi-final against South Africa, which we talked about yesterday. 2003, where we destroyed India at the Wanderers in Johannesburg. 2007, one that pretty comfortably in the West Indies. Then, of course, here against New Zealand in 2015. If we can beat India in India that haven't lost all tournament, surely this would be our greatest World Cup triumph. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. And just a, a community service announcement for John Don. He's on his honeymoon. I've been married seven years. I think it's going okay. Just a bit of advice. I wouldn't be tweeting on your honeymoon. Just put the phone away. Concentrate on, you know, the honeymoon feeling and the honeymoon spirit. But thank you, though, John. Uh, prov- prov- providing- That's farcial. It is farcial. Uh, thanks for providing us uh, with the topic. And uh, it does bring back some memories uh, from 2003 when a certain Ricky Ponting destroyed India in the final. Slow ball worked away. There it is. There's the 100 for Ricky Ponting. What a wonderful performance from him. He is absolutely elated, as you can imagine. The skipper getting a century in a World Cup final. His teammates are on their feet. They're delighted as well. That's his 13th one day national 100 for Australia's fifth as captain and his second in this World Cup. Wow, that is a huge hit. That is absolutely enormous. That has gone in the first tier. My goodness. Just over the top of Vashasnir and that's running away for a boundary to finish proceedings. What a superb performance from Australia. Reminder, of course, that India won the toss and asked them to bat 50 overs. They've got 359 for two in the World Cup final. Ricky Ponting, absolutely outstanding. 140 not out of 121 balls. And good support also from Ricky. Damien Martin, rather, 88 in the partnership, 234. But brilliant stuff from Ricky Ponting. That's in the air. Should be taken. The World Cup for Australia. Comprehensive win here by 125 runs. Well, they've put a lot of work into that, and they've played extremely well all the way through. So 359 we posted in that final, which in 2003 was an enormous score. And uh, thank you to the Temper Texture as well. Of course, we won the World Test Championship against India in England in the middle of the year. So that's another achievement for the Australian Test team. So I'd love to get your thoughts on where it would rank if we beat India in terms of our World Cup win. So we're going for our sixth World Cup title. And also just sum up the year for the Australian cricket team. Has it been a 7 out of 10, 6 out of 10, 8 out of 10? Uh, how would you rate it? Uh, so after the match uh, last night, uh, Travis Hedu starred with bat and ball and Pat Cummins, uh, the Australian captain who steered us to victory with Mitch Stark, uh, spoke post-match. I think we knew um, how it was going to play. Well, we, we hoped that we knew how we were going to play and how we would adapt to it. So, um, And we probably haven't seen something spin like that much throughout. So um, probably had to play a little bit different. Uh, we knew it was going to be a grind and a battle, and um, that's what it was. Yeah, I just want to contribute for Australia, and, and um, nice to do that again today. Um, and we get another opportunity in a couple of days' time. You contributed with ball and bat. Let's talk about the wickets first of all. Um, the dismissal of Heinrich Klassen. I don't know, it looked a straight ball to me. No doubt you can, you can put me right. <laughs> straight as they come and I'm under the pump he's an unbelievable player he smacked me around in South Africa so when he went 4-4 I uh, I knew I was under the pump so yeah I'm not sure how that one got through him but I wouldn't have never dreamed of being in a World Cup final um, playing against the best team one of the the best team in the competition so far and the bowlers look sharp so I've got to be sharp
the good thing is a few of us have played played in uh, or been there for, for a final before, so we can draw on that. A couple of the other guys, T20 World Cups as well, so you've just got to embrace it. Uh, you know, the stadium's going to be packed. It's going to be pretty one-sided, I reckon. Um, <laughs> so you've just got to embrace that enjoy it. I can see the smile on your face. What's it going to mean to, to lead out your team uh, on that occasion? Uh, special. Uh, I still talk of the 2015 World Cup as one of my career highlights. Um, I wasn't playing, but to be out there in a final in India, in a world's biggest stadium, um, yeah, the, it's a very happy change room there at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty enticing, isn't it, come Sunday night? Nice dissolve in the middle of that too, Rod. That's beautiful editing out, out there. Let's get to Richard in Cows, of course. It's midday madness for work locker, carom downs and packing them. Unlock, stocked and full of value. Work where for wherever you work. Uh, Richard is going to kick us off on the Werribee Kia open line. You can join in too, 1300 736 736. Uh, Richard, you want to talk the cricket? Yes. Um, look, mate, I've followed cricket for many, many years. I'm surprised at all test matches and these one dayers and even 2020 and India in India if you bat second you're on a hiding to nothing mm. I'm amazed at the percentage how often India win the toss it is not even possible to win to bat first or win the toss on that percentage base yes of above 99% you win. That's not possible. Mm. No. no. So, so, sorry, my... are you saying they win the toss a lot or just batting first you just win? Well, they win the toss and I noticed a number of times they toss the coin and somebody from the IBC says it's a head or a tail. But it's a surprise to me how often they lose the toss as against win. It's you, not possible. You're suggesting the old double-sided coin trick there, Richard. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, Australia's got no hope of winning whatsoever. No, no. hope? What is if we win the toss? the toss? They will lose the toss and the game will be over. Would you make any changes for the final, Richard? Would you consider Stoinis coming back in for Labashane <laughs> potentially? Well, I was saying to... Um, uh, Waitley the other morning, there was one b- glaring change that I would have made a long time ago, Carey in and English out. I don't know how English gets a game, really. Yeah, it's been, it feels harsh on Alex Carey. I, I'm with you there, Richard. And, and Josh Inglis has been, what would you say, this tournament serviceable? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Carey did wrong. I mean, I've heard people say, oh, the best, oh, instant. I'll refresh your mind. Uh, when that happened, Bairstow tried to run Labashane out mm-hmm. and Warner. Now, Warner was out of his ground, but the bat was grounded. Now, this vote went on for months and months. I was half done by it. And yet he did try to do the same thing to Labashane and Warner. 100%. Now, it wouldn't be that because the Australian team has fully supported what Alex Carey did. So it, uh, it certainly wouldn't be that. Richard, thanks so much for your call, uh, for kicking us off. $50 e-gift card, redeemable online or in-store, thanks to the House of Golf. The House of Golf, your one-stop shop for all things golf. Well, let's, before the break, let's get to Dave in Melton. G'day, Dave. G'day, Julia. How are you, mate? Mm. I wasn't happy with man of the match. I don't know how everyone else feels. Bradford Stark should have got it. His bowling was brilliant. But especially his batting to stay there and bring us home, I thought it was fantastic. 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, Travis Head and Mitch Stark both contributed with bat and ball, didn't they? Sort of unexpectedly, Mitch with the bat and Travis Head. I'm not sure how he got that first wicket. As he said, he pretty much just bowled it straight and uh, he missed it. And, uh, well, you'd have to say the South African uh, Miller, who made a century, might have been a bit unlucky as well because it was a tough it was a tough match for the batters and uh, he was clearly the standout. But, uh, no, I'll take your point there, Dave. It must have been a tight call uh, for man of the match. Let's hope the man of the match come Monday morning is an Australian because that will most likely mean uh, we have one. Thanks for your call, Dave. Uh, we'll continue with Midday Madness on the other side of the break. If you didn't hear this morning, so uh, Mason Cox, uh, when opening round was announced earlier this week, which, of course, features Collingwood uh, playing the Giants up at Giants Stadium, tweeted, uh, NRL goes to Vegas in round one. The AFL premiers go to a showground for livestock. Well, it's fair to say the CEO of the Giants, Dave Matthews, responded with Kane Corns this morning. We'll play that for you after the break. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop with you. We're talking the Cricket World Cup. Just a couple of questions we're posing. How do you rate the Australian cricket team's year to date? Win or lose on Sunday night? World Test Championship, tick. Retain the Ashes, tick. Unfortunately, just fell short in the Test Series over in India and now through to the World Cup final in India. And if we do win, will it be the greatest of our, well, if we win, it'll be our sixth World Cup title. Will it be our greatest achievement in terms of winning a World Cup, defeating an undefeated India in India to take home the title. Now, uh, we had Richard from Cows before suggesting that got a good percentage of winning the toss. Well, if you look at the tosses so far in this World Cup, India have won five and lost five. So right down the middle, they did win the toss uh, in the semi final, And we know whoever wins the toss come Sunday night will bat. And that'll be pretty important because Richard does make a good point. It has been very difficult uh, chasing uh, in this tournament uh, so far. Just on the AFL National Draft too, if you didn't hear George Stevens last night on the run home with Andy and Gazy, brilliant. What a fantastic young man he is and uh, what an asset he will be for a footy club. Just good fun, well-spoken, humble, but just a lot of fun. And just on the draft, uh, North Melbourne have basically conceded via their recruiting manager, Will Thursfield, on the Gettable podcast. The ship has sailed in terms of Harley Reid. So uh be pretty staggered now if Harley Reid is not a West Coast player next year. Uh, before, I'm going to play the audio in a sec from Dave Matthews responding to Mason Cox. But uh, let's get to John in Belmont who wants to talk about the cricket. G'day, John. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? Yeah, you're good. Um, I reckon this will be, if they win... This will be the documentary in the making that will um, beat 1999. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, is it just because of who we're playing in the final and how well they're going? No, I've been saying it all along, and no one in my family is interested in the cricket. I've been saying all along, the way they started, like their their lead-up to the World Cup, the uh, injuries... Mm. Um, the mishaps along the way. If you look at it on paper, they shouldn't be there. That's a good point, John. And then, you know, you heard, now whether you agree with Nasser Hussain or not, you know, he was saying the other day, you know, it's really tough for England coming off the back of an Ashes series where, you know, it's really draining, it's physically and mentally exhausting. It's tough for England to back that up and perform at a World Cup. Well, we were on the road 
in the Ashes. They're at home. They've travelled over to India and haven't performed, and we've made the final. So there, I'm sure there is some fatigue in this Australian cricket team, but as you say, having gone zip two and then respond with eight straight wins, it's you've got to take your hats off to them. Yeah, absolutely, and not the one person that starts. There's been, along the journey, different players that have been heroes for the side. Absolutely, and Mitch Stark last night again proving he's a very, very good game, a big game player uh, in one day cricket. Now, how are you feeling, Reese? Sunday night, are you confident, hopeful, not overly hopeful? Everything. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm actually heading into work. I'm on the road, and I'm heading uh, back into work after a delivery, and I'm talking about asking for Monday off so I could watch it on Sunday night. Do you think the boss would uh, say yes to that request? Mate, I don't care. No, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a roller coaster of emotions, but it's just an, it's whether you like cricket or not, this is one for the ages, I think. And um, when you really think about it, Australia's come together at the right time. And I think, I think really, if, if they just stick to their plan, they, they could do it. They really could. Yeah, the toss is going to be uh, massive. Did you stay up all night last night and watch it, John? <laughs> no. <laughs> fell asleep on the couch with whiplash about 11 o'clock then went to bed and then woke up about 4 in the morning. <laughs> ah, I just missed it. No, I was lucky. I woke up and uh, we needed about 40 with four wickets to go. So I was lucky enough to watch the end, but certainly couldn't watch the start of the Australian innings. Uh, thank you so much, John. Uh, appreciate the call. $100 Peter ba- Jackson voucher coming your way. Dress up, stand out, be seen in Peter Jackson this summer. The look is everything with suits from 399 bucks. And Johnny's Peter boss. Peter Jackson. Johnny's boss, if you're listening, give him the day off on Monday. You should be able to sit up all night, watch the cricket, celebrate if we win, commiserate if we lose, come back Tuesday fresh as a daisy. Okay, so Mason Cox uh, tweeted earlier in the week about uh, opening round. NRL goes to Vegas. AFL premiers go to a showground for livestock. Of course, the Easter show is held at Giant Stadium. Uh, Dave Matthews was on this morning with Kane Corns. What would you make of Mason Cox's tweet where he says the NFL goes to Las Vegas, the AFL premiers go to a showground for livestock day? I can't imagine that's gone down too well. No, I don't think so. I mean, look, it's obviously, let's be honest, it's D-grade comedy at best. Um, but, he, I mean, he's, I guess that's his thing. I, I mean, it's not, I guess it resonates with some people. I, I didn't see it. Someone showed it to me. And, you know, I guess our players and fans were looking, looking forward to giving him a warm welcome. Um, mm. When he does get here, I assume he's in the side. <laughs> Bit of extra spice. Uh, I like it. Loved it. We love this stuff. We want a massive crowd there that you know the Collingwood Army will travel up for that game, their first game of their premiership defence. We want the Giants fans to get out there en masse as well. So this sort of promotion can't hurt. If you go back to the prelim, Mason Cox kicked the big goal. Uh, in the final quarter, he got in the face of Sam Taylor. So you know there's going to be a bit going on now. Thank you to Rick off the 40 Wings temper who said that Mason Cox have, had an even better response after that, after the initial tweet. GWS responded with, happy to provide you with tickets to the Easter show. Mason's response, I'll buy you some. We still owe you for, owe you for giving us the Norm Smith medalist. Bobby Hill. So that's very nice from Mason. We like it's a bit of fun and we like to uh, build a bit of spice. I mean, enough spice in it. It's a preliminary final rematch. It was, the game was won by a point. So heartbreaking for the Giants. So it's going to be a good match anyway. And none of this uh, can actually hurt 
the promotion of the game. Uh, let's get to Sid in Williamstown before the news wants to talk about the cricket. Hey, Sid. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm paying for it a bit today. I watched the, all of our... Well interviews. done. Well done. Um, did it get clo- did, you, did the eyes nearly get the better of you at some stage or you, you managed oh, yes, to stay mate. awake? I got a bit, a bit naughty on occasion, but um, I thought you fellas talking about Josh English, English before were a bit harsh on him. He, he batted beautifully for us last night in a really... Yeah, it was an important yeah, innings. Yep. A really great innings, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's um, he's got he's in the gun now. So um, I think yeah he's he's the one to go with for now. I know Kerry's unlucky, mm. but English has been been doing his part. So I think he did really well. Yeah, they're not going to change the keeper now. There's there's, there's no doubt about that. What about uh, you, would you stick with the same eleven? No, 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 no. Um, got to bring got to change uh, Stoinis to Labuschagne. He, um, he he just eats up balls. Too many dots. Um, and he, he didn't do what he was supposed to do last night. And that's, you know, if he's going to do that, he's got to stay in and, and graft it out. And he didn't do that. Uh, he looked really dodgy a lot of the time against the spin. And, um, no, got to, we've got to bring Stoinis in for Labuschagne. Mm, yeah, I think there'll certainly be a call for that. Are you, how are you feeling about Sunday night slash Monday morning? Confident oh, or tough, just, mate. yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be tough. We've got to play out of our skins, you know. Maxwell's got to produce some magic again. Our bowlers have got to be right on top and um, just get a bit of luck against a few of their top order. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be a cracker. And if we win, where do you rate it compared to oh, our pre- five previous uh, titles? Yeah, yeah, but definitely the best. Given that India have not lost, we're playing against them. They've got all the favours. They're in great form with bat and ball and in the field. So I think this will be the best one yet. I agree. 99 was a tremendous effort given where we came from in the Super 6 match against South Africa and where we came from in the semi-final, but the final was pretty one-sided. Um, I've got a nice one here off the 40 Wings temper. Thanks for your call, Sid, and uh, enjoy Sunday night slash Monday morning. Hi, Julian. I still rate the 1987 Cricket World Cup win higher. It started the revival of Australian cricket. I believe the Aussies will win on Sunday, says Susan. It, could, it did, really. Our fortunes did uh, turn after... Under, after that, under Alan Border and Bob Simpson, and then we saw what happened in the Ashes two years later in England, and then we became the world number one sort of post-95 when we beat the West Indies and held that title for a long time. Uh, Dave, hang on. We'll get to you on the other side of the news with Amy Drew. Yes, they are. They're staying alive. The Aussies, they've made it all the way to the finals. Lost their first two. Won eight straight into the final against India. Packed house. Biggest stadium in the world against India that are undefeated. That is about as good as it gets for a cricketer, I would imagine. Just a reminder what's coming up on the show before we get to Michael and David. Brad Hogg will join us at a one o'clock to review last night. Look forward, of course, to Sunday night. Tim Hodges, motorsport expert. It's a big weekend. The Grand Prix returning to Vegas for the first time in over 40 years. And the interest in this Grand Prix is as big as there has been for a Grand Prix in a long time. A young man by the name of Ben Wallace is going to join us. We read out a temper text from his uncle the other day. He's running a marathon every Sunday in November to raise uh, money for prostate cancer. So we're going to chat to Ben. He prepares for another marathon uh, this weekend. And hopefully the 2008 Premiership Ford, who was an All-Australian as an undersized key defender, Campbell Brown, will join us uh, to preview uh, the racing at Caulfield. Uh, also, uh, if you're heading out to Caulfield tomorrow, just reading this off SEN track, uh, at an incentive around Damien Oliver, wins a couple of races, according to the CEO, Josh Blanksby, 
We'll be shouting the bar for our members as a toast to Ollie. So we just need Ollie to write a couple of winners. And it's going to be a great day for all those members out at Caulfield. Let's get back to the open line for Werribee Kia. It is Midday Madness, of course. Thanks to our friends at Work Locker, Caram Downs and Packenham. Unlocked, stocked and full of value. Work where for wherever you work. Uh, Michael in Heathmont wants to chat the cricket. G'day, Michael. Uh, g'day. Yeah, I just wanted to um, remind everyone about the lead up to the 1995 World Cup when we lost to Sri Lanka. Mm. Um, when the Australian cricket team lost some of their luggage <laughs> and they eventually got it back and it was all their cricket equipment so they couldn't practice properly. And the night before the World Cup, the locals uh, decided to light fireworks and trying to get the Australian players up all night in their hotel. So they got a bad night's sleep so they wouldn't play well. So hopefully there's no repeat of that this time around. It's funny you say that, Michael, because we were talking about the, the 1999 World Cup semi-final yesterday, which everyone remembers. But I think because we lost the final in 1996 to Sri Lanka, everyone forgets about that semi-final against the West Indies which was an amazing game where Australia sort of stole a victory from the jaws of defeat. But because we went on to lose and not win the title, no one really talks about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they did really well in that series as well. And, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great, great, yeah, that West Indian performance was fantastic. Um, and, uh, but also, I just think with this, with this one, this is going to be a real, I think it is, like everyone's saying, it's probably going to be the best... Um, World Cup final that Australia's been involved in since it started in 1975. Yep. And, um, wow, well, it's just going to be amazing because India's, it's going to be just great to watch India play and their four batsmen are in such tremendous form. And um, I think our bowlers are just getting better and better as the tournament gets on. Um, and Zampa, look, excluding this last night's performance by Zampa, he's been in amazing. Absolutely. Like, he's, 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 he's been the... As soon as he he was terrible in the first two games, but by Dingo's after that, he was um, he was just taking wickets and, and really keeping us in the game during those middle overs. Um, and he's he's one of the key reasons why we've got as far as we have in the tournament. He's been amazing, and uh, Josh Hazelwood was superb last night with Mitch Stark at the top of the innings. And surprised he only bowled the eight overs. Didn't actually bowl out his ten overs, Josh Hazelwood. But certainly Stark and Hazelwood haven't bowled better than that. Uh, in the tournament, they got conditions that probably suited them uh, a little bit better, but they gave South Africa nothing uh, at the top of the order, and that was crucial, getting them four down early. Thanks for your call, uh, Michael. Uh, Dave in Eltona North wants to shift gears a bit and talk about the big Texan, Mason Cox. G'day, Dave. G'day, Jules. Um, yeah, just want to sort of have a fireback at Dave Matthews. Um, he should be thanking Mason Cox. Coxie's done the greatest promotion for this round one game up there at that little showgrounds ground. Um, that, that the Giants could love. I mean, Pies will just bring their finals crowd uh, and just fill the stadium, and uh, Dave Matthews should be thanking Collingwood. You know what, Dave? I reckon deep down, given Dave Matthews' background at the AFL and the experience he's got in that market, deep down he'd be very happy with what Mason Cox said, and he just had to put his club hat on and uh, get behind his coach and his players to fire back. But I'm with you, Dave. There's, that is a great promotion uh, for that game, and we want to see it full. We we rarely see games full at the showgrounds, hardly ever. Maybe we can get one uh, with this game uh, with Collingwood and GWS in round one. Thanks for your call, Dave. Uh, just with the fixture as well, uh, just tell me the first game you, you look for when when the fixture came out last night, which one you're looking forward to. It doesn't have to be your team. It could be 
uh, a match involving two other teams because of some great rivalry. Not Carlton. Uh, well done to the AFL. We've been talking about it for years. Hallelujah. Thursday night, a showdown. Standalone. Adelaide versus Port Adelaide. Brilliant. And that round eight fixture looks absolutely superb. When you pick out a round, uh, that one looks magnificent. So on the Thursday night, Adelaide versus Port Adelaide. The Friday night, you've got Collingwood versus Carlton. And they have played some cracking matches in the last few years, those two teams. You've got the Sydney... They want to call it Derby. It's Battle of the Bridge. They played two fantastic games and, and two teams that, you know, there'll be big expectations on. And then, so Monday, that Monday is a public holiday in Queensland. So the Sunday night, it is a Q clash between Gold Coast and Brisbane. So I think that's great fixture. Just interested in what, what people think about Sunday football. Are you a big fan of Sunday football? Because it's there's not many great games on Sunday next year and there's a lot of weekends where there's only two matches with the, you know, the added buys between rounds two and six because of the uh, opening round and then that, that slot in the middle of the year. So are you a bit disappointed there's not better games on Sunday? Do you like going uh, to the footy on Sunday or is it, a, is it a day you'd rather be doing other things or you've got other things on with your, your kids or local sport or, or family? Uh, or are you a bit disappointed there hasn't been some better games uh, scheduled for the Sunday? Give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six for Werribee Kia, awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year, where the customer comes first. Got a heap of 40 Wings tempers. Want to get through them on the other side of the break. But more time to take your calls here on Midday Madness. Thanks to our great friends at the Work Locker, Caram Downs and Packenham. It's unlocked, stocked and full of value. Workwear for wherever you work. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the show. We've been talking last night's World Cup semi-final, getting ready for the final against India. Just asking the question, A, would it be our greatest triumph at a World Cup if we can beat India on home soil after an undefeated tournament from the host? And also, how do you rate Australia's year in cricket so far? It was meant to be a real big test for us. Test championship tick, retain the Ashes tick, didn't win the series in India, the test series, and now we're into the World Cup final in India. But the footy fixture is... Also, dominating discussion. Uh, let's get to Terry in Clifton Hill, who wants to talk about the Tigers. G'day, Terry. Hi, Jules. Uh, thanks for the show. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Terry. Medicine supporter, even better. Oh, well, magnificent. Hey, Prize is coming your way. Now, I'm really wrapped that uh, Richmond's been so called downgraded mm. because um, when uh, I live in inner city, as you realise, and so. If I go to a Friday night game or a Thursday night game, I get home about 11 o'clock. So my daughter can't come to the footy with me, and uh, obviously a lot of kids can't come to the footy. Yet when it's on a Sunday afternoon, and we've got a fair few Sunday afternoon games, some at two, some at three or four, um, it means that uh, kids can sleep in a little bit um, (laughs) or do their sport, whatever it might be. They can then go to the footy. They're then okay for school the next day. I think it's fantastic that Tigers draw having all these Sunday games. Um, I get home about 11 o'clock, and I'm lucky, from a, um, a night game. Um, but one of my friends, Harvey, he lives in um, um, right up the bush. Yep. He gets home at 1 a.m. Yeah, it's tough. it is tough if you've got so to travel the Sunday night games. Game, it'll be fantastic. And there'll be lots of opportunities for kids because kids are the future's you know, long-term supporters. Uh, for me, 
you know, I can go any time. But um, kids have got sports on Saturdays. They've got lots of things. So I'm really wrapped in um, the opportunity to have Sunday footy. Yeah, that's great, Terry. And I think a lot of Richmond supporters get it. They've been prime time for a long time because they've been so good. Uh, struggled last year and uh, now I've got a bit of a different uh, fixture under Adam Uzo. Thanks for your call, Terry. Uh, let's get to Philby in St Kilda. G'day, Philby. Hi, mate. Thanks for having me along. Pleasure. How are you going? Very well. Uh, very quickly, uh, we forget about Australia going to Pakistan also recently, so they've done a huge job if they can pull this off. Yeah, it's been a big year. One of the greatest years of Australian cricket. Uh, with regards to the fixture, I'm, I know I'm probably you know, in the minority here, but I cannot stand Thursday night football. And I think it actually decreases accessibility to the game for a lot of people. So if you come from the country, getting into the city to go to a Thursday night game is a pain in the ass because you've got to you know, get back. If you've got kids, it's really challenging. And if you work late or have got to work early on a Friday, then it becomes really difficult to watch that. I would actually much prefer Sunday games. Nothing better than listening to the footy on a Sunday, having a beer, doing your garden going out with the family or whatever. So, yeah, look, not a huge fan at all of Thursday night footy. Yeah, fair enough, Philby. A lot of people do feel that way. I'm a little bit different. I would love it every week, but I know a lot of people think uh, very differently. Uh, thank you so much for your call. Uh, let's get through some of these 40 Winks tempers that we haven't uh, on the footy and the cricket. Uh, Mick says the Saints might get eight of the last nine at Marvel, but we don't play a home game at Marvel until round six. We play six interstate games in the first 14, plus Geelong at GMHBA. Some clubs haven't played there for 20 years. Uh, Hi, Julian. Love the Sunday games. I don't go to live games these days, so I watch the footy on Foxtel. A footy tragic that I am, I always watch the Sunday games. Can't wait for the season to start next year. I'll even be watching the draft on Foxtel next week, says Susan. Jules, if you can't tell what is a good or bad fixture now as it unfolds during the year, then how do you know there are no good games scheduled for Sunday? They might turn out to be good games. I'm just saying at this stage, the schedule doesn't look great, but I see the point. This is, this is different. G'day, Jules. Seeing SEN stands for Sports and Entertainment, what's your view on Snoop Dogg giving up smoking, especially considering your ads for quitting smoking, says Scott. That says to me, the Snoop Dogg's listening via the app, and he's listening. Um... Hi, Jules. I'm a Pies fan. I have Mason Cox players badge, but shout out and shout out, go Coxie at games. But I did laugh out loud at Dave Matthews' retort. Very funny. Good comeback, says AZ at Sunbury. Uh, Jules, I sort of agree with Mason Cox. The Pies, as the reigning premier, should have played Sydney at the SCG in round zero in front of a packed house. And if the rivalry is really there, send the dogs to play GWS at Giant Stadium. Round one, Pies v Giants at the MCG so they can get a packed Collingwood home game, says Nat. Uh, Port Adelaide has six of the first eight games at the Adelaide Oval with two away games at the G in those first, in those first eight games, says Tony. Um, hi, Jules. Queensland Blue Bag has been shafted with their only one game in Queensland opening round, 6.40pm on a Friday night versus, versus Brisbane, but no game against the Suns. Hopefully, Blues do a training camp on the Sunshine Coast, says Frommy. Uh, Australian cricket team rating, I'd give 7 out of 10. Lucky for the rain in the Ashes, or England win 3-2 after Adelaide, uh, Australia bolted out of the blocks 2-0. And Julian Reed, the 2024 fixture, I recall mid-March 2015. Terry Wallace flew back from Mackay, lamenting how a JLT game he flew up to cover got abandoned because of torrential rain. I do remember that one. 
I called into KB's program demanding an early start to the AFL season as these JLT games meant nothing anyway. I argued why NRL had a three-week start on us. KB and Plough dismissed my thoughts, said it won't ever happen, and they politely hung up on me. I wonder who was, produ- oh, <laughs> who was producing back then. Um, A-Rod. That's pretty disappointing, A-Rod. Um, and no, no, I'll explain this one. You said the Gold Coast play 10 of the top eight teams. How is that possible? Yeah, I understand that in context. There's some double-up games there. So they'll play 10 matches featuring teams that finished in the top eight. And absolutely stoked. Pies play no one above them. Big winners. Here's another one. Off the 40 Wings temper. Let's get a breakaway. Just a reminder of what's coming up on the show. And Collingwood fans, a bit later on, upside, downside. We've got one team to go. We've saved the best from 2023 to last. It's the Pies. So get on the line. Tell me the upside and any potential downsides. I couldn't imagine there's too many as you try and defend your premiership next year. Brad Hogg, Tim Hodges, Ben Wallace, and hopefully the 2008 premiership forward who was an All-Australian as an undersized key defender, Campbell Brown, coming up later on the show.